Hey, what's going on, guys? My guest today is just a great guy. I had a great time talking with him. He makes some incredible wood carvings. No joke, guys. If you're at all interested in a piece or just want to check out some great work, make sure to check out his page, Salt and Light Wood Carvings. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Please give it up for Josh Sargent. All right, so tell me this story. Well, let me see. It must have been three years ago, four years ago. Me and Alan, me and Alan have known each other for 20 years. Okay. So it's been back and forth. But Alan's all, hey, uh, I really want one of your pieces. Why don't I take you fishing for it a few times? And I thought, you know what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so... Uh, I did a piece out for him and <clears throat> gave it to him and he was ecstatic about it and I was ecstatic about it and he didn't know where he wanted to put it. And then all of a sudden they did two or three other pieces behind his and he saw what they looked like. And so he's all, hey man, you mind taking that piece back and doing this to it, what you did to this piece and this to it and what you did to this piece. And I thought, yeah, no problem. So I brought it back to my house and had it in my shop, and it fell off the table. Oh, no way. And I was like, oh, no. What do I do? Do I tell him? Hey, man. Do I glue it back together and give it to him, or do I go, you know what? I'm going to just do a whole piece completely over again. So it went back and forth this way. Like I didn't want to put him off like, hey, guess what? I dropped your piece on Sorry. the floor. Sorry, life happens. Life happens, and I just spent 115 hours on it, and oh. now it's chunk. So That's heartbreaking. So I called him and told him. I said, hey, give me the time. I'll do it again. So that one that you gave him, that was actually the second one. That is the oh, second shit. fish that I ever gave him. And so it was kind of cool, and... As soon as it started coming along, I started throwing him little bits and pieces of, hey, man, this is going to be a really cool one. This is going to be super cool. And um, the day before I actually called him and told him, hey, I'm going to get you your piece. It's ready to go. I posted it on another website, and then I posted it on my page. Mm -hmm. and everybody just went absolutely berserk about it. And so he called me that night and he says, man, I'm so excited about getting my piece. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I said, I got two or three little things to do. So that was the funny story about it. It's for me, sometimes it's just like the wood has to talk to me. And if it doesn't talk to me, the piece just gets shoved off in a corner and I'll sit for a month, two months, three months before I even touch it again. Wow. And it was for him, it was just, I wanted something for him that was going to stand out and be something completely unique and different. And well, shit, you definitely achieved that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So when you go into a piece, like, well, for people that don't know, do you want to say what it is that you do? Um, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm a struggling artist right now. 
I like to put it that way. The best I'm, kind. I'm a struggling artist right now. Um, I love working with Humboldt County's finest resource. And that is old growth redwood. Salvaged and stuff that is considered trash to most other people. You and find the gold in it. Is every piece of wood has a piece of gold in it. You just need to find out where it's at. So for me, that's what I've done. Um, it's been a very long struggle. How long have you been doing it? Actually, for family, probably 15, 20 years. Okay. Just that was my way of giving back to my family. When I didn't have the money to get a Christmas present they wanted, I could do a cutting board or some bowls or something to just stick up on their wall. Yeah. But now it's kind of branched out a little bit farther and I'm able to sell some of my stuff. And uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So when you go into a project like this, do you have the customer, do they kind of line you out, hey man, I want this, or are you going into it with just kinda, a pure piece of wood? That's a hard one because there's customers that I have that are comeback customers, I call them. Mm -hmm. They're customers that have just said, hey, I trust you in doing whatever you're going to do, and I know it's going to be number one. Yeah. And then I have customers that come out with their ideas. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, I'm looking for something like this, but I want you to use your artistic ability and reform it to what you're go what's going on in your mind at the time. And uh, it's difficult sometimes because most people don't realize these are all one of one pieces. Mm -hmm. It's not like I have a mold and I can crank them out, crank them out. And that's that's where my love is in it because they are all unique and different they're one-on-ones i mean they're not mass produced in any way yeah you couldn't form. you almost couldn't do it that way no. and have them come out looking as great nope. as they do nope. 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 with that sentiment behind it you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah so how long does it take you to do a piece um because are you are you carving this all by hand or are you do actually you have power tools actually i start with chainsaw okay just to kind of get a rough shape yeah get a rough shape but i think i think i have to find i mean I'll find a piece of wood and then I'll turn it 100, 200 times until I see the piece of wood start coming out. And then it's all drawn in and then it's all cut with a chainsaw originally or bandsaw. And then all the hand carving comes in. So, I mean, you're talking on most of my big, my big salmon and steelhead that I've done when I was just getting new at it and starting 100 to 120 hours. Oh, man. Some of my stuff now. I've got my salmon steelhead down to probably 50 or 60 hours now. Mm -hmm. It's still a huge time commitment. Oh, yeah. It's a huge time commitment. Yep. Damn. Yeah. And then to have one break like that, does that happen a lot? Um, I would say... I mean, not very often, mm -hmm. no. But... Um, it's it's heartbreaking. Oh, I bet. It it's got to be hard because, like, with what you're doing, I mean, you make a cut or you carve out a piece. You can't go back on that. No, you're not gluing it, chunks back on. Yeah, it's, it's not like, I mean, you could glue it back on, but I 
I guess I consider myself a perfectionist mm -hmm. and I want to not have any seams or extra yeah. edges or things that just become eyesores mm -hmm. once they're done. Um, it's difficult sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's heart wrenching. Put it that way. It is, especially if you've already. I mean, if you've already put in a few hundred hours, and then those yeah. last few carvings, and it just yeah. goes sideways. Yeah. yeah. How did you get started doing that? <sighs> is this something you kind of just fell into? And well, growing up here, I've lived here all my life. Growing up here, um, pretty much options that we had growing up was either move out of the area to find work. Or you stay here, and there was two big options. It's either the fishing industry or the lumber industry. So I worked I worked for a, a family-owned um, logging operation. And I started cutting trees at a very young age. And I was around wood all the time. And... Uh, It just, it kind of grew on me. Mm -hmm. It had chainsaw on my hand all the time. So it was, I'm going to play around here and cut this out and cut this out. And then all of a sudden I realized that, wow, I enjoy doing this. And um, so most of my first work was nothing but chainsaw. Didn't, no sanders, no nothing. Um, and then I realized that, wow, I could really make this beautiful if I spent a little more time on it. And that's how I got into it. I mean, it it was it was my release. And what I mean by my release is anything had gone wrong with me during the week, or if I had a lot of build up frustration about something, I could go work on a piece of wood. And it was my way of just getting clearing my head and getting everything out. It's cathartic. Oh yes, yes. Very much. I think it's important to have that. You know, I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, yeah. are missing that. Yeah. And that's why they, you know, you have a rough day at work or you're struggling with your relationship and then you go home and you just fester in that because you don't have anything to go yeah, do to take your mind off of no it. There's no release. So, I mean, that was, that was a big thing. And then I realized that, guess what? I really enjoy doing this. And you're good at it. And... I mean, it probably didn't feel that way when you were starting out. No, I'd when imagine. I was starting out, it didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, I truly enjoy working with wood now with my hands. Is this a full-time thing now? Actually, it's not. Okay. Um, I want it to be, but um, it's not. I've got, I've got great opportunities with... A lot of really close friends now that I'm still working in a, in the wood industry, so I'm around it all the time. But this is kind of a release still for me when I get home. So, and that's what I'm doing. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's all part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like like I was talking to you before we hopped on here. Uh -huh. um, I was introduced to you through Alan Borges, yeah. the piece that you did for him. And that kind of got me hooked on your your page there on Facebook, and I was just scrolling through. And you've got a wide diversity of stuff. You've got that eagle draped in the U.S. flag, which is a pretty crazy piece. Yes. You've got a lot of salmon and steelhead. Mm -hmm. You've got some serving platters. 
actually I do cutting boards, cutting boards and serving platters and I call them trinket pieces. They're they're stuff for putting your keys in or extra change mm-hmm. or just showing for all your friends and family on your table. I mean, they're they're not much more than just the wood being shaped and sanded. And I really it's not so much my artwork, it's it's portraying what the piece has in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because every piece of wood is different. Like, every every person is different. There's always something that's unique and different about them. So, that's what mostly I've been doing with that, is uh, it's funny. I'm just, <laughs> I'm looking back over all the pieces that I've done, and... Uh, Pretty much, pretty much depicts my life here in Humboldt. In what way? And and what way do I mean that is kind of like an evolution. Yeah, Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it evolution. I would call it a growing process. Okay. And, And what I mean by a growing process is you start off in your life not knowing what you want to do, and then been there. I think we've all been there. Yeah, you all been there. And for me, especially, it was going to a place where you really feel awkward and uncomfortable about what you're doing with your life. And I felt that way for years and years and years when I first started doing this. It was awkward and uncomfortable, but I knew I had to push through it. And so now for me, it's... It's a joy because I know what the end project is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And um, it's fun. Do you think it was, when you say it was kind of awkward, do you mean that like the piece of how you pictured it in your mind, it wouldn't really turn out that way? So then you'd kind of be like unsure about it? Yeah, unsure about it. And what I wanted the most was this. I... I didn't want to disrespect the art form. Oh, that's interesting. So like a little bit of that imposter syndrome almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to disrespect the guys I had seen that I looked up to. I didn't want to disrespect the beauty of what they did by throwing a piece out there that people were going to look at and go, Hey, man, man, you're not even on the same page. Yeah. And I didn't want that. I wanted to step in gradually and have people look at my work and go, wow, he's comparable to this. Do you think that kind of held you back for a little while? I don't think so. I think it actually made me grow. Because oh, in what way? It, Just having that like force behind you? It, of- it showed me that I had to, I had to learn from those guys and I had to take some of their technique and blend it with some of my technique to get this natural flow going. Where things that they use to make them better, I could feed off that a little bit here. But I still wanted to stay true to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd use a little bit of their stuff, but I'd twist it in my own form to make it come out in my pieces. So like pick up a few techniques. Mm-hmm. Hey, they did this this way. And yeah. that seems kind of beneficial. Yeah. And, and that was the one thing I wanted. I didn't want my stuff to look like theirs. 
You wanted it to be your own. I wanted it when people saw my pieces to understand that that was his. I mean, great artists around the world, that's what you see. Everybody knows the great artists for that one piece that they've done. And then everything else underneath it is still theirs, but they have that one great piece. It's like that one breakout mm -hmm. that puts your name on the map. Yeah. 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 Huh. That's interesting you say that. I feel like, I mean, for creatives like that, especially, and especially what you're doing where it's so intimate because you're not just drawing something yeah. on a piece of paper where you yeah. can erase it or painting something like you were investing so much time into just carving wood, you yeah. know, and really creating what you can see when you visualize it, I guess, yeah. to some yeah. respect. And I think that, I mean, I think that holds a lot of people back too, in the sense that you look, if you look up to someone like a Michelangelo or a Leonardo da Vinci and you see what they've done or like a Beethoven in a different field and you see what they've accomplished, it can kind of be daunting when, if you're trying to go down that same line, because it's like, how do I, how do I create a piece like that? Yeah. How do I, first off, how do I create something that people are going to recognize as my own? Mm -hmm. And then how do I create something that can stand on par with what they've done? Yeah, you know, correct. It is. It's yeah, correct. I think I've definitely experienced that with this. I mean, there's so many podcasters out there that some part of you is like, man, I want to, I want to break through that and, you know, put my stamp on the world. Mm -hmm. But then you almost have to take a step back and take a breath and be like, okay, I'm still. I mean, for me personally, like, I'm still just building a foundation with everything. Like, I'm nowhere near yeah. top yeah. level, but it's, it's kind of like you got to do a little check of, hey, man, I'm still, I'm still growing. I'm still getting through this. You know what I mean? And I did. I went through I went through quite a few years of I have to get my name out there, but how do I do it? Yeah. And and fit people's agenda around me to do it. And I did a lot I did a lot of I did a lot of fundraising stuff. Oh really? I did a lot of stuff that they auctioned. Do you feel like that helped? I do. Okay. I do. I, I feel like maybe it didn't auction for that high of a price, but people always were looking for my pieces at different auctions after that. Oh, that's cool. So it was super cool. Are you going to bring a piece here or are you going to do it here? And I think my big breakthrough was was staying local and supporting big, not big foundations, but local endeavors that were doing great back to the community here. Um, my big breakout piece was um, donated to the Smith River Fish Hatchery. Oh, really? For their local dinner. And... Another funny story there. My dad says, how much do you think this is going to go? And I said, I don't know. And it ended up going for over five grand. Oh, wow. I'm guessing that's more than you expected. Well, this was a, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. And it went for 5,000 bucks. I bet that was a great feeling. It was a great feeling because then I realized what my self-worth was. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for some people to 
to grasp. Oh yeah. What your self-worth is all about. Especially when you're pouring yourself into yeah. an artistic pursuit. Yeah. Because that really is you. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me it was, then I realized that guess what? What I did and I could give back to the community. And it was also a great way to put my name on the map. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was, it was super, super cool. Have you ever, have you ever been discouraged by peace? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've had pieces that, I've had pieces that I have put away for six months, eight months, for a year. I have pieces sitting in my house right now that I still haven't finished. Mm -hmm. Because I like to call it the mojo. If you lose the mojo, you you lose everything. If you, if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. I mean, and so many people in life I see tend to... Try to break through it and do it anyways. And if you're not coming from your heart, then then you're coming from somewhere else and it's not going to be truly who you are. That's an interesting perspective. Do you have any tricks where you try to get yourself back into that state of mind or you kind of just wait for, I guess, for inspiration? I think, I think the biggest thing is, is for me, I mean, and my wife hates this. I could be dormant for a, a week or two weeks with not even wanting to touch it. And then she calls it, I get in the zone. And that's all I can think about. Mm -hmm. That's all I can do. And it does. I mean, I get into this, I get in this place where everything comes alive. Everything pops out. Everything is showing up where it needs to show up. And I found myself, I, I've caught myself going, I need to get it done right now or it's going to go away. Where do you think that comes from? That essence where it's just like everything seems to click back to back and you can just go through whatever you're doing and complete yeah. multiple um, projects in this case? or and Multiple projects, you're right. It's uh, oh, It's a weird I thing, right? It is a weird thing, but I think that's a tough question. Right? That's a tough question because I don't know if it comes from personal experience in my life mm -hmm. or if it's just, I wouldn't want to call it an epiphany. But it kind of is in some weird <laughs> it, it, Yeah. Um, in some weird way, it just comes out of the blue like that. For me, I think it's finally that I stopped questioning myself. A lot of the time I question myself about, should I do this here or should I do this that? And a lot of the time it's me telling myself, you know exactly what you're doing, so just go do it. You just got to break through that wall you of gotta break it. indecision. Yeah, of indecision. And the great thing about art is this. Nobody has a standard for it. I don't have a standard for it. Whatever it comes out looking like, it's what it was supposed to be. I may have that in my mind, what exactly what I want it to look like. But the wood can tell me completely something different once I get into it. Yeah, that's a cool perspective, huh? Because maybe yeah. you feel you made a mistake and then you get to the finish line and it turns out 
10 times better than you would have thought it would be. Exactly. When you, so when you, when you're, right before you start carving, once you get the shape with your chainsaw, are you drawing out kind of what you see or are you just visualizing Um, all of it? That's a great thing because I think that artistic value has always been in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved art in high school. I loved art in college. Um, did a lot of drafting, mechanical drafting in high school and college. Um, for me, knowing that my hand was putting down what my mind was saying compared to taking it off the computer or taking it off a template, it was my mind telling my hand exactly what I wanted. So you're visualizing all of it. And it's vision, but it's coming out of my hand. Oh, so you do like mark, trace I, out like a I, I do all my drawings, yes. Okay. I do all my shape and all my drawings. And a lot of them I stand back three or four times and change until I can get it just exactly turned right. Or like with the eagle, the eagle was something that I had to get every feather correct. And I had to get the directional lay of the feathers correct. And then I had to get the sunlight on them to make them pop. And there were some days I didn't have enough sunlight to actually see. So guess what? The eagle went off in a corner. But for my mind, what my mind was actually visioning compared to what was coming out, it, uh, it, was, it was funny how that worked. It wasn't that I ever gave up on the eagle, or it, it wasn't that I didn't have my vision all the time. It was just that if it wasn't visually portraying itself, that it was time to put it away. Was that f- out of a fear of making a mistake, do you think? Because I noticed when I like, if I'm not in that flow state and I try to force it, that's when a lot of my mistakes start to come oh, yeah. out. Is because yeah. I'm just, I'm pushing it and I just need to yeah. step back. Yeah. Take a it breath. Is, it is. You need to step back and just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do a lot of fishing? That's what got me into carving these salmon and steelhead. Is I grew up here and the steelhead and salmon fishing here was a part of my everyday life growing up as a kid. And... It was times I spent hours upon hours on the river. And I guess that kind of that kind of flowed over to my carving because hours and hours didn't bother me doing my carving. It's the same way it did spending time on the river. But the other things that flowed over was from fishing all the time, my dimensions had to be perfect on my salmon and my steelhead. Their proportion what they look like, how their fins flexed. It was all one of those things. And I, I attribute all of that to my fishing on, on the rivers and in the ocean around here. That desire to make it yeah, look realistic. That desire to be as realistic as I possibly could. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here and I've done a lot of fishing. I'm only 23, so I'll, I'll, yeah. you probably have way more experience. But I couldn't, if you sat me in front of a piece of wood for... I don't care, six years. I don't think I'd come out with anything that looks half as remote as what a fish would look like. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you get the bend, you've got the scales, you you put a lot of detail into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, basically, my biggest thing is this. The piece of wood is to show itself. Every piece of wood is different. Every shape and color that I can bring out of it is different. My detail is just to accent the natural beauty in that wood. It's almost like a puzzle, and yes. you're just connecting the pieces. Yeah, I'm just everything's connected. already there for you. It's everything's always there. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, there's just something about. Well, I've always loved wood carvings. Yeah. But there's just something about. I mean, it just it blows me away. Like you have to find the right piece of wood. You have to find a, a shape that works with whatever you have in your mind to create because you can't add more wood. Yeah. I mean, you've got the chunk that you've got. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's different. It's when I'm working on bowls or cutting boards, it's one of those things where I want people to understand that it's me. They're getting a piece of me. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to explain to some people that every piece of my artwork is you've got a piece of me now. And I mean, a piece of my soul, a piece of my time. And it's like, I can't get that back. So when my art does go out to these people, I mean, it's kind of like they have a piece of me for the rest of their life. Have you ever done a piece so good that you almost don't want to give it up? Um, yeah, there's been pieces like that. That's going to be hard. It's, it's very hard. Uh, I, it, that's hard. And then because you always get one critic or two critics, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion, which I completely a hundred percent accept. But when you get what I call trolls, when you get those guys trolling your websites just to criticize your work, do you get a lot of that? Um, in the past, yes. Not so much now. Not so much now. But, uh, it's, it was really demoralizing for me a few times when I'd spent my heart and soul on a piece and I get somebody to come on and criticize it to the point where, wow, what else do they want from me? And, uh really difficult sometimes how did you work through that because that's that's a hard that like that breaks a lot of people oh. when they hit that first wall of criticism there's a significant portion of people who don't who don't continue through that and just yeah. you know that's the yeah. end of whatever that's road the they end. were on and uh, i always told myself you were only going to be as good as you wanted yourself to be. Words to live by. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would not have guessed that you would have gotten a lot of pushback. Oh, pieces. lots, lots and lots. So this wasn't just one or two people. This no, was... I've, I've, I've had, I've had clients and I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe you can cut this out, but I've had clients that have, 
ask for pieces. I've been a hundred hours in and then they back out. Oh, that's gotta be frustrating. So what do I do with a piece that has a hundred hours into it and no buyer or nowhere to go with it? And, and then they contact me six months later saying, Hey, do you still have that piece? If you have it, I'll take it for half the price. Oh, wow. And it's like, that's really demoralizing. It, it, your self-worth really goes mm -hmm. down the hole. And, uh, but you learn how you learn, you learn how to push through it. Did you have, do you have any tricks for how you got through it? Or you just kind of blunted it and rode the wave, I guess, so to speak. I blunted it. And then I realized that the hardest thing was everybody's got their own opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have 100% of the people like my artwork. Yeah. It's just not everybody, everybody enjoys something different. And I'm going to have one or two people, every post that I make, go, yeah, just the same. And I had to realize that. I had to realize that. That, yeah, nobody's... Not everybody's going to like my pieces. The crazy part is it's, it's almost not even about your piece in some sense. You know, some people are just going to hate on whatever somebody else is doing. Exactly. Whether it's because they want to do it and they're not, or maybe they feel they couldn't do it. So they're mad that you're trying to do it. Yep. Like that yep. just comes out with yep. anything, especially oh, yeah. if you're putting it out online, you know, and people can just yeah. throw out whatever they feel. And that was a big thing for me was... I had a really good friend of mine say, hey, you know what? You can be at this end and fight with everybody over a price. Or you can be at this end and everybody's going to look at you like, wow, that's way too overpriced. Or you can be right in the middle and you can set your own price. And you can flex either way. Mm -hmm. But... Why be down here with the 400 other guys that are selling it at this point or be up here with the three other guys that are selling it at this point and not budging? Why not be right here where you can flex either way? Do you find it's easy to like price your own pieces now more so than when you started out? I always have been told that I don't know my own worth. And that's a hard thing for me because sometimes it's not even about the money. Sometimes it's just about what's coming out in front of me. Mm -hmm. And having that value be represented. And, and the value is this. The value is in my heart and my soul and my mind. The value is in any amount of money you can put on the table. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's really an intrinsic thing for you. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. That's got to make it 10 times harder when somebody tries to lowball it's, you. It's really, it's really hard when somebody tries to lowball me. Yeah. Hmm. That's, I mean, that's why I'm happy I'm not selling anything because that'd be a wall that I just, I'm happy I don't have to deal with is yeah. just trying to, because how do you price something that you put so much time and emotion and actual, like you said, I mean, you're putting a piece of yourself in it. How do you price that? You don't. You don't. And I mean, that's, that's huge because like with Alan, my friend, 
He's my friend. It's got to be even harder because how do you charge your friends? And the thing is, is my greatest thing that I get from that from my friends is watching this. Yeah. What they look like when they first officially see it. How big their smile is. If they're, if they're speechless. That's more that's more golden than any amount of money that you could ever give me. So for him, I mean, it was knowing what he does for a living, his industry, how much that means to him, and then seeing his face. That was that was the richest I have ever been in the past two months, is just seeing my buddy and what he was like after he got the piece. That must have been an incredibly gratifying moment. Not just because he's your friend, but, I mean, Alan knows his fish. So if there was any bullshit on that piece, he would have been able to smell exactly. it out. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing. He, We've known each other long enough that we can't bullshit each other. And that's the greatest thing about it yeah. is, is when you get that raw and true with somebody that – being false with a person like that, then you realize that how good is our friendship? Mm-hmm. And and for him, knowing that he got something so unique and different from a local artist that, I mean, you go on any website now. How many people from Northern California are carving salmon and still had a old growth redwood? Very little. Yeah, I'd imagine. And then you go worldwide and it's even fewer. So for him, it was I got a buddy that gave me this beautiful fish. And now he's the talk of the town because of it. hard not to be with a piece like that come on yeah yeah wow so do you have any aspirations to branch out in what you carve or you're pretty satisfied sticking to the actually you know what i'm i am becoming more self-confident with myself where if you give me enough time to really think about it from tricks that i've learned over the years i think i really enjoy doing other stuff and I think I think my biggest fear is once I sink that first cut, I've got to go with it. Yeah. There's no changing it up. What would be something you'd be interested in carving that's kind of outside of what you've done so far? Outside of what I've done so far. There's, there's quite a few things that I would love to do. Um... I have one client, and he's a buddy of mine that uh, very big into the Icelandic Viking style, old old world style carvings, and uh, that's one thing that I am working with him right now. I am uh, putting a lot of the Viking lore and mythology into a lot of handles and stuff like that for him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's really fun. It's really cool. Um, a lot of the big wolves and the crows and the ravens and Thor's hammer. 
Oh shit. Stuff like that. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it's 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 been different for me and I really enjoy it. I, I really, really like it. It's kind of like a new challenge to yeah, go and do. It is, it is. Because for me, I'm a I'm a learner from history. I love history. And if I'm going to do a piece of artwork like this, I'm gonna to go to the history books and actually find out what it actually looked like. I'm gonna sit down and study it. So I don't, first of all, make myself look like a fool when I go and carve it. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably pretty important. Yeah. You want to carve out something based on some Norse mythology and then have it come out looking completely different. Yeah. yeah. That might sting a little bit. Yeah, it will sting. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. I bet. It's I mean, the one nice thing about doing something like that is I bet business probably hasn't been hurt by COVID or anything. Actually, you know what? I've had a lot less business this year around Christmas time than I have in the past. Oh, really? Yes. You think it's because of that? Um, I think I think it has a lot to do with that. I think people are I think people are a little more insecure about what maybe the next year has to hold. And if they're willing to spend an extra 30 or $40 on a piece compared to getting it at retail or going to Ikea or Home Depot and buying a simulated piece of, of cutting board. Something just printed out. Something printed out. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. There's just a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty. But I mean, for me this time, it's, and I mean, I hate to say this, in this time of uncertainty here, I I have a place that I can go and clear my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And some of my work in the past year has been the cleanest I've ever done. You think that's because you have more time now with everything? It, it's not just that I have more time. It's... I think I think your emotion plays a part of who you are and everything that you do. If I'm angry that day and need to get rid of a little anger, I think my pieces start to turn to, guess what? There's a little more fight in that piece. Or if I'm just mellow and calm and collective, maybe one of my pieces have a little more droop to it, <laughs> a little more unhappiness or uneasiness to it. Um it's just it's it's funny. I'm I'm kind of kind of blown away with what's going on. So, what do you mean? Uh, what do I mean by blown away with what's going on? I um like with the current yeah with climate or like with your work with with my work and with the climate and 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 what's going on in this world. I mean, so it's it's it's. It's difficult. My eagle piece, my eagle piece was one of those pieces that, wow, I live in Humboldt County. What's going on across our nation? Pretty rough culture-wise, group-wise. Are we united enough as a country that I should put that piece out? Did you have any hesitation with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, are people going to look at me as, oh man, he's a white supremacist? Or he's one of those wacko jumps. And I mean, it was tough. It was tough for me for a long time. But then I realized that guess what? This country allowed me to be free to do this. It's kind of crazy that we live in a time now where you kind of have to pause for a minute when you're going to carve out something like the American flag. Yes. Like that's, I don't think there's ever been a time like that before no. where just the flag is so controversial. I mean, even the eagle. Yeah. I had, I had, I mean, this was amazing. I had guys call me or text me on my webpage going, and what's the eagle supposed to be representing right now? Damn. What did you say? And it's like, Okay, what I want to say compared to what I'm going to say. Maybe I'm biting my tongue in one area, but I'm going to refer it to you in this way, and you're going to get my point. And I, I still remember that conversation was, I said, and, and, and the question that was asked was, is, why is the eagle the prime? Why is it the primary bird for the Americas? And I think it was, I stated that if you go back and look at an eagle and what it is, it's both a bird of prey and it's also a scavenger. It cleans up the messes. And for me... Still to this day, it's the maj most majestic bird that you will ever see in your life here. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, especially as an American, it's hard not to see that and, yeah. you know, get a smile across your face yeah. when you see a bald eagle. Yeah. But are they always clean and pristine? No, they're not. I mean, you go see eagle in Alaska or up and down the British. They're usually the ones cleaning up the last of the mess. The mess that the bears made, the mess that whatever. And I mean, for me, it was really hard because I all, I knew in the back of my mind the whole time that all that my comment was going to make was going to turn into a war, a verbal war on my webpage about if I supported America or if I, and I didn't want that. That wasn't why the piece came out at all. Yeah. You almost don't want to take away from your piece yeah. in that way. Yeah. And so the thing was, it was, it was this, I mean, my piece came out finally because I honestly and personally believe that we all needed it. Not just a certain few. We all needed that piece. Just because of what it represents. Bottom line, what it represents. Do you feel like as, as an artist that... Have you ever struggled with trying to create a piece, but kind of in this similar situation where you almost don't want the backlash from it? Like you know it's going to be... It's going to teeter on the edge it for wasn't, some people. It wasn't about my political agenda. 
It was just that's what you felt you needed to create. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't about anything. It, the piece didn't come out as a political agenda. It was coming out as something that showed up in the wood. And as it continued to grow, there was just more there. I mean, the flag was the flag was never a part of that piece. Oh, really? Until I just said, you know what? It's time. And you just saw it. And it was there. Wow. So, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I was I went fishing one time up in Alaska and we were fishing for salmon and we caught some some rockfish or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, hey, watch this. Threw it back into the water. And as soon as it hit the surface of the water, a bald eagle came, yeah. swooped and picked it up. Yeah. I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to appreciate the sheer force yeah. of a bald eagle. I yeah. mean, just being in their presence, yeah. they're incredible birds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was. It was a difficult decision on my part. To go through with it? To go through with it. But then once I did it, I realized that, guess what? I'm not the only one that feels this way. And there are a lot of people that needed that pick-me-up this time. Of seeing that piece. Of seeing it. Yeah. So, I mean, and funny because I put it up for auction. On my website. Did not have a buyer. And that's what I was scared of. That somebody. Didn't want to make a political statement. By buying it. Oh that's interesting. It was almost too hot of a piece to. Yeah. So I mean. To be a part of. Me and my wife decided. We were going to put a one month bid. Up on my website. To sell it. And uh, the bid came up. January or December 1st, um, done and said without anybody acknowledging who, who got it. So that's how we finally, that's how we finally, um, got rid of this piece. That's crazy that that was so controversial. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to go to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. For it. That's probably been the only piece that you've had to do that for though, huh? Actually it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I would do it again. I would do it again in a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has been, that was one of the things you asked me earlier, if there would be another piece that I would want to do. And there is. There's one more, but I know that once I do it, it is going to be so controversial. What is it? I want to do the Gatson flag. I don't know what that is. It is a flag that was established American Revolution. And it has a, a timber rattler on the front of it, coiled. And at the bottom of it, it says, don't tread on me. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. I, that's called the Gatson flag? It's called the Gatson I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. And you think that would be even I, more controversial? I believe so, because what I want to add into it is the American flag. Oh, inside. I want him wrapped in it. Oh, wow. That'd be a pretty cool piece, though. And I want to do it big, so it's one of those pieces that I don't want to do it for anything other than what it represents for the people. 
for me, for you, for anybody down the street, if they were to read about the flag and what it represented, I think you get a completely different meaning out of it compared to what people push the agenda about today. So, yeah. Do you think you're going to go through with it? I really do. I really do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the biggest problems arise when there's no pushback on one side. You know what I mean? So like with a piece like that, like you wanting to put it out there for this reason that for you is not based on politics. It's no, not based there, on any identity. There is not. But you have people on who will obviously take either side and say, oh, this piece is this or this piece is that and you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Which is crazy because at the end of the day, especially for you, it's just art. Yeah. Like it's not... I'm not, yeah. ...hurting and, anybody. It's not like you're making some salacious statement with it. You're just putting it out because, mm-hmm. hey, this is what it means to me. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about what I do. I want to put it into this piece and see see what comes of it. Yeah, because for me, there are so many... I look at it this way. There are so many different and crucial lines in a piece like that. And it's only going to be better me as a person to go through with it all the way. Oh, so you almost want it for the challenge. I want it for the challenge. Oh, that's interesting. You want to test your skill a little bit. I do. I want to push myself because in doing this kind of work, if you get lackadaisical and continue to do the same thing in and out and in and out, then you what I like to call throw cookie cutter art pieces. You almost need that pressure mm-hmm. of, man, can I do this? Yeah. Is I this going to be, yeah. what's going to become of this piece? Yeah. So what's been your hardest piece up till now? The Eagle? No. I, uh, I have a buddy that lives in Alaska that used to live here in Humboldt. And uh, he wanted a special piece for his shop. And uh, so I did a I did a salmon that was almost five foot long. Oh, wow. But as we got into it, I decided, guess what? Let's, let's, let's show the lifestyle cycle of a salmon and what it goes through in side this piece so actually what i did was i did a full decay carving a full open skull no eyes in it mouth open rib cage open complete decompose all the way down through oh that's cool and showed the layers as it went and it was all wood but i had ribs and spinal column and and Hours and hours of getting it right because there was places that were completely hollow that we had lighting inside. So when it was on the wall or on the floor, you turned it on, you actually got views of light coming through the skull. Oh, that's cool. Down through the rib cage. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now with something like that, was that your idea or was that? It was a collaboration and I love, I love collaborating with guys that know what they want. Mm Mm-hmm. When it comes to stuff like that. Do you like the collaboration more? Or do you like when you when they just say, hey man, just make me something that looks good? Tough question. 
Because on one side, I mean, you have a little more structure. But on the other, I mean, it's all you. I like it sometimes because I know the guys that really are into it, they're going to push me. They're going to push me past what I feel comfortable about doing. And that's usually when I do my best work. Okay. It's when they get me out of my comfort zone a little bit where I have to focus a little more or I have to let something go that I don't see and let it just take over by itself. Pushing that boundary. Pushing it. It all comes back to that. It all comes to pushing the boundary. Hmm. So, yeah. It's fun. I bet. It's fun. I would, I mean, if nothing else, it's got to be a crazy fun hobby to just. Oh, it is. It is. Just. Yeah. Get out there and do. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, you could be a hundred hours into it. Everything's fine. And one, one shift in pressure or one bad draw with your knife. And the whole thing, it's a wrap. and the whole thing comes apart. Oh, that's killer! I don't know if I'd have the patience to do that. That's what gets me. I mean, putting that much time into it, I feel like I'd almost self sabotage. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I've had piles and piles of firewood out in my yard with beautiful things carved in half of them. Just sitting, just firewood. Damn, damn. Where are you getting your wood from? Actually, that's. Being from a logging family, you just have easy access. It's been great because I've I've gotten to know a lot of landowners and a lot of people that have just been great to me, great. And uh, it's it's funny when you find other people that are willing to support your passion. And that's what a lot of these people have done. That's got to be a gratifying moment. Oh, it is. It's huge. It's huge. And, I mean, I've had... And, I mean, the greatest thing about it is this now, is my mom is very artistic. My dad is not. But my dad runs the working end of the business with finding the wood, getting the wood out. And he's starting really to past four or five years he's started really to have an eye now for the concept of what i'm doing and that is gratifying for me because my dad it was just wood before yeah it's just just a piece of wood and now you helped him to see a new side of it well i think he's helped himself oh to seeing a new side of it huh he realizes that that's just trash to somebody not to him not to you not to me which is amazing. So it, it's great now because I'll get a phone call at my other job now. Hey, guess what? We found this. We found this. You might want to come out and take a look at it and see if you can do anything with it. And previously, there would be nothing like that. Damn. Yeah. Are you still working in the timber industry now? I'm actually, I'm actually working for a guy that has supported me from day one. And I'm working for him now. Okay. But the greatest thing about this is is uh, I work for him and then I go home and do what I love to do. And it's a win-win for both of us because we both have the same mindset. We both see the beauty in all this wood. 
And I worked a nine to five. And I worked 10 days in a row previously. But I'm getting to do something that I wouldn't trade for anything now. It's it's not a job anymore. It's it's a it's a career. I like to call it. That's what you always hear when somebody finds their passion. Yeah. That I'm not working. I'm not working. I'm, just, I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I love. That's what life's all about. Yeah. Is finding that that yeah. thing or that string of things that. Yeah. And I laugh now because people look at me and they man, man, you fell in, you fell into what you love, and it's like, oh, fell in all the way. But you also had to work for it. I had to work. That's what a lot of people don't realize is just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. Nope. Doesn't mean you're going to make nope. money off of it. No. Nope. Like you got to, you have to put in the time. It's still going to be work. And, and that was the thing with him is he, he's my best buddy. But guess what? He wants it done his way. And I'm going to learn from him his way. And that's one thing we talk about all the time. He says, I'm learning from you. And I tell him, guess what? I'm learning from you. You don't stop learning in your life. You never will. If you open your mind up to, guess what? If I'm going to get through this, I may have to learn from somebody else sometime. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Did you have any mentors when you were getting into this carving? Like, did you know anybody else who carved wood that kind of showed you the ropes? Or you kind of just I did. fell in? I oh, did. Okay. I did. And, I mean... When you talk to guys that are are world renowned, when you get to sit down and watch a guy who is world renowned do this, you you question your own ability when you're starting off. You really humble yourself, and it's cool. For me, it was if I can ever do it that good one day, I know I've gotten somewhere. And that's where it pushed me. I mean, I kind of went from starting off to that's my set goal. Well, it's good to have that, right? Like we were talking about, you you need to have that bar. Otherwise, you get stagnant. Yeah. If you don't have anything you're striving for or anything you know behind you pushing you in that direction, it's easy to just veer off to the side and then stay where you were and where you have been. Mm-hmm. You won't reach that next level. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Very, very true. So, I mean, I was, I was very graced. I was very happy to, to kind of be tucked under a wing for a while by some of these guys. I learned a lot and I'm glad, I'm glad they've been a part of my life. So that's good. Having that guiding hand kind of I, I think I think you call it a guiding hand. I mean, for a lot of these guys, it, it was, I think the biggest thing I was ever told was, it's in you, so do it. It's great advice. Yeah. So just do it. Was there ever a part of you that wasn't sure if you could do it? Oh, yeah. there. I mean, you question yourself all the time. Yeah. You get in those situations in your life where you just go, is this really for me? Am I doing anybody any good by doing this right now? Am I just wasting my time? Am I just wasting everybody's time around me? Yeah. Yeah. There's been times like that. Those are like those critical moments. Yeah. Where 
could swing either way. Yeah. You just got to make the conscious decision of what you want. Yeah. I mean, there's been times where, is this really benefiting my wife and my two kids or my three kids? Is it really benefiting them? And then I would go back and realize that, guess what? If I don't do this, I'm not being who I am supposed to be. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. It's almost like that part of you that you got to feed. Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to yeah. it's just gonna die off. And, I mean, life's never easy. That's a fact. So You could look around today and get 100 yeah. examples of that. Yeah, life's never easy. And, and the thing is, there's going to be lulls and there's going to be valleys and there's going to be big, big mountains. You just got to keep climbing. You just got to keep going. So, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of, a lot of self-reflection in this game. I bet. Yeah. I mean, especially for you, because sitting there carving wood, there's almost nothing else to do than to reflect on yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. On what you're doing, on your life, on the piece. Yeah. You get real with yourself real quick. <laughs> I bet that's good and bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It's interesting. The way you talk about the wood, it's almost like, you know, from from what you've said, it sounds like it really is just like a mirror in some respect. You know, that what you are and the work that you've put in in your life is culminating and then reflected in that piece. That's exactly it. And like hearing you talk about that, that's just, that's incredible. Yeah. I think that's what, that's like, that's why people gravitate towards art is because you see something in art that's, I don't even know how you would sum it up. That's like authentic in a way that you don't really see a lot in our world. Now you see a lot of buildings that are just cut and pasted together. They're not, you know, these beautiful cathedrals. You see a lot of people working jobs that they have no investment in. They're not getting that, that fill of, yeah. authenticity yeah. i guess is the real way that you would put it yeah that's exactly what it is it's i've always believed that every piece that i do is going to teach me something different and i think every piece that i've ever done has taught me something different um And that's why I love it so much. It's all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah. It's all you can ask for. And you just hope that what you're feeling when you're expressing it, somebody else will see it and see it on the same level. Even if they don't, though, I mean, you still have that. Oh, yeah. 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 I still have that. Yeah. But it's when, I mean, my big my biggest thing, it's not the joy of hearing a compliment. It's the joy of actually somebody else feeling what I felt without me saying a word. And they can look at it and go, wow, deep. Yeah. Seeing that light in them when they see it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we can leave it there, man. Okay, that buddy. That, thank you so much for doing this. I had a great time talking with yeah. you. 
Do you I have, have a page or a website you want to plug so people I do, can find I, it? I do have um, I do have a page. Um, it's on Facebook, and it's Salt and Light Wood Carvings by Josh Sargent. Um, I will recommend that somebody tried to copy an account, so you're going to get a false page on there also. Oh, your page? Somebody oh, tried to make a face, somebody, a fake one. Somebody tried to Facebook a fake one onto it. So oh, I, have, wow. I have a scam. There's a scam page underneath my other page. So if anybody sees a scam writing on the front, it's not that one. It's the one above it. Okay. But um, yeah, I will be, uh, I will be getting new merchandise out. Um, I've been working on a logo for 20 years, which is super cool because me and my wife were talking about last night first time I ever met my wife was me handing her a logo going, this is what my company's going to be someday. And uh, we laughed and joked around about it last night because I finally have given her the reins on what we are going to do for my website and for my logo. And she knocked it out of the ballpark. Oh, fantastic. So um, we are going to have product and logos and hopefully sweatshirts and t-shirts and we're going to give this thing a run oh great so i'm excited to see what comes from that yeah yeah i think that'll be cool all right well thanks man i had a great time i appreciate it buddy thank you thank you for everything all right thanks guys bye